That is three straight series victories for your Detroit Tigers. We're going to talk about it all today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Thursday, May 11th, 2023. Thank you so much for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off of your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Well, well, well. If it isn't another impressive bounce-back victory for your Detroit Tigers, that was a phenomenal baseball game. That was absolutely beautiful. Beautiful. 5 nothing victory over the Cleveland Guardians on Wednesday afternoon for your Detroit Tigers. That is three straight series victories. They have not lost a series yet in the month of May, which, considering it's May 11th, is a big deal because the last... Uh, I think we end-to-end on Texas, actually, but you, ha- you toward the end of the month, you have series against the Nationals, the Royals, and the White Sox. So I'll gladly take a hot start to the month where the better teams we're facing, while the Mets have not been great, while the Cardinals have been awful, and while the Guardians, who are trying to keep their head above water, have one of the worst offenses in baseball, we will gladly take winning ballgames because it's only going to get easier once we get past this stretch of Pittsburgh and Seattle. Okay? Cool. Awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, The biggest story in this game is obviously Eduardo Rodriguez continued dominance. We will talk about that for sure. But I do want to start with the offense because yesterday's show was literally just titled RISP, 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 RISP. And it's because the team went one for 15 with runners in scoring position. And it drove me nuts as it did the entire fan base. In this game, they get two hits with runners in scoring position in the first inning, and in the first three innings, had four hits with runners in scoring position, which then led to, well, well, not which then, but I think three of those, two or three of, two of those were with two outs. Oh, three were with two outs. Whatever, regardless, a lot of Clutch hitting, not only with runners in scoring position, period, but with two outs in the inning as well. Really, really, they went four for nine on the, four for 10 rather, on the day with runners in scoring position, only left four men on base as a team, and they scored five runs. More runs scored than men left on base. That's generally a good recipe for success. Awesome stuff. For real. Really, really good. Uh, As far as individual performances go, Zach McKinstry was great yet again. Uh, His average is up higher. It's 272, I think, higher than 270. His OPS is in the the mid-700s-ish. 
Very, very great pickup, it looks like. He's been a big-time plus defensively as well. One of the higher outs above average in the entire team so far. One of the reasons why this Tigers team grades out so well defensively. He's a big part for that. And he has been the leadoff hitter, especially against every righty, for the better part of two weeks now. We didn't have a leadoff hitter. They tried Veerling there. It didn't really work consistently. They tried Maton, obviously. That that hasn't worked. We'll talk about him here in a second. Um, and, and they want Green and Javi to be the two and three hitters. So Zach McKinstry has filled so many roles for this team, so many holes that we thought we had coming into the season. He has not, obviously, filled completely by himself. I'm not trying to make it sound like he's you know, going to win MVP or be a 10-win player or anything, but uh, has done, is proving to be a phenomenal pickup. And for a guy that didn't even play spring training on the team, like we acquired him, what, 48 hours before opening day and got off to a little bit of a slow start at the plate, he just continues to impress on base twice again in this one. I believe he did that yesterday or two days ago as you're listening to this as well. Uh, Javi Baez, two for three with no strikeouts fantastic performance yet again. Uh, and like, here's the thing. Here, here's the reason why, while yesterday was very frustrating, today was proved to everybody that, I keep saying yesterday, but I keep forgetting you're listening on Thursday. Keep proving that Tuesday was the anomaly, right? In April, you had kind of a 50-50 split of the month. The first half of the month was awful. The second half of the month was really good. In May so far, you are 7-2 in the month of May. The Tigers are 7-2 in the month of May. They have won every single series so far in the month of May. They have been hitting over 300 with runners in scoring position before in the month of May before Tuesday's ballgame. So, to turn right back around... And, and, all, and almost hit 500 with runners in scoring position in one game on Wednesday is a great sign. It's kind of like the very similar to what I said on, on Monday's show about the bottom of the sixth in that Cardinals game. If you can prove to me that that was the anomaly and we're not going to have three, four error games consistently, then I'm going to be able to live with it. It's a long season. Games like that are going to happen. Was it Lou Pinella? That said, you win a third, you lose a third. What separates the good from the bad teams is what you do with the the other third. Just that, like, I'm, I'll live with it if you prove that that was the anomaly. And to just immediately, one day later, completely night and day difference with runners in scoring position is absolutely awesome. Uh, so Javi Baez, part of that, two for three in this ballgame. Uh, with a hit, got hit in the hand again. Can we stop? Golly, I'm, I'm glad he was wearing the, the hand protector, but he's been hit in the hand three times this season. It's May 10th. Can we stop? Can we chill? He's finally tearing the cover off the ball. Jeez. Riley Green uh, goes 0 for 4, but had an RBI in this ball game. Andy Abanez. Andy Ibanez, two for four after going over on Tuesday, turns around, not only goes two for four, 
uh, but had on one of those two outs with runners scoring position hits to bring in a run there in the first inning. Continues to be really effective. His batting average is now 314, and that's including an 0 for 10 start to his major league stint. Since starting off 0 for 10, he is in absolute fuego. So awesome to see there. Uh, let's get into uh, the bottom part of the lineup because Akil Badu with another hit in this one. We got to talk about Torkelson, who had a solid day. So uh, we will get into the rest of the offense right after I tell y'all about our friends over at Game Time. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so much more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. You can get images on your seat before you buy it, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Just two taps and you're all set. They're also sent directly to your phone. You don't have to dig through your email or your purse or your wallet or whatever ever again. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem using code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Segment two, Locked on Tigers. Thank you for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every single day. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every day. We'll be back tomorrow with an off day episode. Tigers do have an off day on Thursday. uh, So we'll talk kind of more in general sense since we have some time to breathe here. No game recaps or anything. Talk about where the team is at now, how good May has looked what we need to do to continue to to have it looking that way, uh, and, and et cetera. Um, and we'll obviously keep tabs on what the Minnesota Twins are doing in their ball games. Uh, I'm recording this before their Wednesday game, so I, I don't know the result of that yet. But um, the Tigers, man, the Detroit Tigers. It's always fun when the Tigers are winning ball games. What a great feeling. It's been – look, like I, I, I still don't – I'm not telling you that the Tigers are even going to go 500 or, or, or whatnot, but uh, to be in the middle of May and not have the season be over is something I have missed dearly. And uh, it, it's been a long time, a long time since we have been able to legitimately say that. And that's great. So, uh, let's talk bottom third of the offense. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more just about the offense as a whole, what went right today. Uh, and then we'll get into Erod because that is obviously the biggest story of this game. He was absolutely fantastic. Akil Badu with a hit in this one. Um, yeah, I, I mean, he's been swinging a, a hot stick over the last, really since the month of May, I guess, over uh, in this kind of winning stretch they've put together since May 1st. So, um, yeah, that that's nice to see. This is a, a guy who at one point in the end of April, we were talking about like he needs to turn it around fast or else his days are going to be numbered. So good to see him starting to swing the bat with a little bit more confidence. And when he gets on the base, base paths, he is so, so valuable. So uh, that's really, really cool to have in the bottom of the lineup, right bottom third. 
Uh, Miggy, 0 for 4. Sadly, nothing new. Matt Veerling, 0 for Jake Rogers, 0 for. So no production really over, out of the bottom three hitters in the lineup, but thankfully none was needed. Uh, Spencer Torkelson with another hit, a clutch hit as well with two outs. He has been on absolute fire, and I'm not sure I've really articulated how good he's been. Uh, in the month of May, he has an OPS like over 900. He's absolutely crushing the baseball. A lot of hard contact, hard hit rate continues to impress. We'll take a little bit more uh, of a look at the uh, like stat cast data and stuff uh, on tomorrow's show with him. But he, him and Riley Green both have OPS as well over 900 so far in the month of May. And uh, that's great to see because between Javi on a hot streak, those two swinging the bat well, McKinstry providing to be a pretty solid leadoff hitter. Um, I, I mean, this Abanez uh, has been on a heater, right? Like th this offense has legitimately just done a 180 from what we've been used to over the last year. Let me read you off run totals. Okay, the run totals for this team in the month of May. You have eight, six in the and then two in the Mets series. Then in the Cardinals series, you have six, five, six, and then in the Cleveland series, you have six. Zero, you have a shutout, and then five immediately after the shutout. Lot of five and six run ball games with an A run ball game in there. And the time you only scored two, you still won. <laughs> really just one big letdown game in the entire month of May. That is a competent, legitimate, real offense that we've seen over the last week and a half. Am I saying that it's going to maintain? No, we have a ton of baseball left. We'll, we'll see it when – we'll believe it when we see it, rather. But really nice to see. Uh, extra base power in this one as well, something we have reiterated time and time again. Uh, and in this one, they got a little bit of help from that. Uh, Andy Abanez had a double, and then Akio Badu obviously had uh, a double as well. So solid ball game. Just attacked early, really attacked early, and then kind of were able to go into cruise control because Eduardo Rodriguez has been – one of the best pitchers in the entire game of baseball so far this season. And that's not e even subjective. That That is objectively true. He lowers his season ERA to 1.57. His season whip is 0 0.79. And over his last six starts, has an ERA of 0 0.43. That is dominant. He has been one of the best pitchers in baseball in 2023 and over his last six starts has again not even really up for debate objectively been the best starting pitcher in the game of baseball and he's only had eight starts on the year so I'm talking about his last six that's six of eight <laughs> he is a different type of locked in right now uh seven innings four hits zero earned runs two walks and eight strikeouts uh, I mean, the walks also came with two outs in, in what was that, the fourth inning. He just walked back-to-back -back hitters. He has barely walked like anyone. I think in his last five outings, like going into this start, he had only walked three or four hitters total, like combined across all of those last five. So to see him kind of lose it in that one, but it, he didn't really lose it. Like that was a – and then he got babbipped for the bases loaded, like this tacky infield single happened. And I was like, there's no way he's about to give up runs on this. This is insane. Like, he he doesn't deserve to be here. Uh, just 
in that inning specifically, he was just missing his pitches by like two inches, like just barely missing his his spots and missing corners, which led to back-to-back walks. And then outside of that was hitting all of his spots exactly. And I also will get back into Iran, what makes him so great and what made him so great today. I do want to give flowers to Jake Rogers behind the plate. I've been doing it a lot this year, really trying to highlight how valuable he is behind the dish. Um, He is one of the best pitch framers in the game of baseball. And that's also not me being subjective with Homer glasses, like the framing metrics. He is above the 90th percentile amongst all catchers in the sport so far uh, on the season. Let me get an exact number for you as far as percentile goes. But in this one, that was really, really important because Erod is 94th percentile in pitch framing. Jake Rogers. Unreal. Uh, and with Erod, that's so valuable because he is such a, like the cutter, right? It just moves a little bit. He throws the fastball a lot. The changeup moves a little bit. Like he doesn't have anything that's super bendy and has, you know, like eight feet of drop on it. So you need somebody who's able, and he's always around the strike zone as well. That's just his style is consistently pound the zone, just a couple inches outside of the zone, et cetera. And so to have that good of a receiver behind the plate for Erod is only helping him that much more. So I would be really shocked if Jake Rogers isn't just Erod's kind of not personal catcher because Jake Rogers will catch a lot of people in this rotation. Um, but it, it would shock me if Eric Haas got an Erod day for the foreseeable future. I think that that's just kind of a match made in heaven. Um, like I said, in this game, he goes seven innings of shutout ball, uh, almost 100 pitches. He's he's so good. He's so good. Like that. And we've talked about it so many times with all of his starts. The thing that makes him so good is the the pitch mix he has is so effective because they all play off each other. Because he doesn't have that big bendy pitch, right? But all of his pitches are just different variations of each other. And they all just move a little bit. So, like, he had 14 whiffs in this game, which is phenomenal. Um, But the the thing that really makes him so effective is it's just routine flyouts all the time. Or it's routine ground balls all game. And when he's really on, he's able to get the strikeouts and the weak contact. And that's what he has been to a T so far this season. Just setting people up masterfully. The changeup low and away was working really well. Had five whiffs on that. A 42% whiff rate on that pitch. So it was swung at 12 times and swung and missed five times. Uh, But the pitch that was comfortably the most effective in this ballgame for him, which I feel like I haven't said too terribly much this year, was just straight up his four-seam fastball. He threw it 50 times. Out of, again, 99 pitches thrown, comfortably the most thrown pitch, threw it more than double any other pitch in his repertoire because Cleveland couldn't hit it. And he went into the second inning only having thrown four-seam fastballs. You know how insane that is? He got he had a one, two, three first inning and only showed the other team one pitch. He threw seven. He was a seventh of the way done with his day only having thrown one one type of pitch. Just phenomenal. He's so good. We'll continue talking about Erod right after 
I tell y'all about our friends, our new sponsor over at So Rare. So Rare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace that's transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 Major League Baseball teams. Uh, They're officially partnered with Julio Rodriguez and Juan Soto. Julio, who the Tigers will see this weekend, by the way. Uh, And Juan Soto, they're brand ambassadors. You see their ads all over the place now. It's very cool. The game, it it is growing so fast. So you're going to want to get in now uh, so that you can get used to it. You increase and collect more powerful cards. You can get access. Then if you win, next level competition. It's really cool. There's no cost to play either. But you truly own your team. And that's just something that fantasy baseball it's not quite the same. It's a completely new experience, but it's just as competitive and even more fun. I absolutely love it. So head to SoRare.com slash locked on. That's S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash locked on to start playing today. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Third and final segment of Locked on Tigers. Talking about Eduardo Rodriguez and the tear that he continues to go on. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like I said, this was just a, a another masterclass. And all of his outings are so good for, like, the same reason. So, like, I feel like I'm kind of broken recording, like, the analysis with him. But he's been doing it so well, and he just has a pretty simple approach. He's just going to fool you with tunneling on all the different variations of his pitches. He's going to climb the ladder. He's not afraid to throw the fastball at any time. And he is going to dominate the strike zone. The future of Erod is something that is talked about a lot. And as the season goes along, we will talk about it more and more and more. Obviously, the closer we get to the deadline, the more we will have to talk about it. So that, that'll be a conversation we will have. And we've already brought it up. This isn't news to everybody if you're an everydayer, but... Um, Erod is on, has an opt-out at the end of this season, and he is 100% utilizing it. Spe- like, uh, barring injury, even maybe with injury, with the way he's been pitching, it, it doesn't matter. I, I There's no way he's not going to opt out, okay? So, the future is, do you trade him? Get some bats, get, get whatever Scott Harris needs, let him flip him at the deadline while his value is as high as it is right now, which is very, or do you say we want this pitcher long-term, we're going to let him opt out, then give him a new contract. That is obviously an increase in pay. I think he's around 17 AAV, 16, 17, 18, somewhere around there AAV. If he were to opt in, you're going to have to go north of 20, I think, at the moment. We'll see how the season develops. We'll see how it unfolds. There's still a ton of baseball left. Another thing to keep an eye on is genuinely just how bad the AL Central is. Like, not to be too dramatic with it, but if the AL Central is just absolutely horrific and the Tigers at two games under 500 maintain this, like, oh, we're still within, like, three, four, five games, then like maybe I guess there's a different conversation to be had there as well. But I'm not proclaiming that that's going to happen either. Um, we're we're going to focus on where we're at on May 10th, May 11th, 
and that is Eduardo Rodriguez pitching phenomenal baseball for our baseball team and is nearly a guaranteed win at the moment. At least a guaranteed, like, less than one run against. Uh, and it's just a matter of if the offense shows up. Awesome stuff. Bullpen in this game, Jason Foley goes one inning, one strikeout of shutout ball. And then Jason Shreve goes one inning, one strikeout, one walk of shutout ball. His ERA now down to 5-6. Uh, it's been just falling ever since the Baltimore series, which is really good to see. I think it was right like 7 or 8 after that one. He had a really rough outing. In that one, so uh, much better in the month of May for him, which is good. They're gonna need they're gonna need relievers outside of Foley and Lang to step up if if they want this maintained bullpen success. So uh, seeing that, and then the biggest thing you don't use Lang because you don't need to, and you use Foley, but you have an off day on Thursday, so you're gonna head into the Seattle series with a fully rested bullpen and Matt Boyd on the bump in Game One. Uh, yeah. Fun stuff. I think the pitching matchup is Foley, Foley, geez. Uh, it's Boyd, rather, on Friday. Uh, I think I will be at that game. That's the, uh, the, I think that might be the pink out of the park game, too, so that'll be cool. Uh, and then Saturday is Alex Fiedo, and then Sunday will be Joey Wentz again. So um, we'll, we'll talk, we'll preview the Seattle series tomorrow because we have an off day anyway. So we'll do that on uh, on tomorrow's episode. But what a great day. What a great day. The Tigers are really rolling. Let's take a look at the standings just for fun. The Tigers are 17 and 19, and they are, at the time of this recording, two games out of first place in the AL Central. The Minnesota Twins, when do they play? The Minnesota Twins play, did I miss it? This is great radio. Okay, I can't find the Minnesota. Oh, there they are. They play at 7.40 tonight. I'm obviously recording before that. They play the Padres. Uh, so we'll see how they do. But if the if the Padres were to beat the Twins, your Detroit Tigers on going into May 11th, and again, which they have an off day, they will be one and a half games out of first place. I don't care how bad the division is. I don't care how bad the opponents are. That's objectively fun. And we're going to take it. Because going into the season... All of the the pessimism that was surrounding the team and whatnot. If this team was actually going to turn around and lose, you know, a hundred games, or like to the people that were like, "This team's going to be worse than 03 in twenty nineteen," which was always preposterous. Um, I find it hard to believe that we would be around five hundred in the middle of May if that's where the season was going to head. So uh, I still. Had 74 wins was my prediction going into the season. And I was kind of on the optimistic side based on what you guys said and, and what a lot of people and a lot of media personalities around town said as well. Um, and a lot of baseball is left to be played. They could easily just turn around and lose whatever, six straight. We're having a conversation right back where we started. That, that's not out of the question. I'm not saying this team, again, for the millionth time, is like an 80-win team even. Uh, but it is just fun to be in the middle of May and not have your season be completely over. It's fun to be playing for something when the weather breaks in Metro Detroit. (laughs) Beautiful day again on Wednesday, by the way. All right. Seattle up next. We will again preview that series tomorrow. Yeah. Fun times, baby. Thank you for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every single day. 
We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every single day. We will be back tomorrow, like I said, kind of just doing an overall where the team stands so far in May. Seven and two in the month, three straight series victories. They are 15 and 10 since the Javi Baez benching. 15 and 10. They're five games over 500 since the Baez benching. That game also happened. When the Tigers were two and nine. So since the two and nine start, also 15 and 10. Heck of a turnaround, playing really sound defense. Uh, the offense has come alive in the month of May. We'll see how sustainable that is. If the, the longer that's just, I trust the pitching to be halfway decent. So the longer the offense is, is sustainably good, the deeper into the season that this lasts, the, the, the more optimism that's going to be surrounding this team. Okay. That's always been the key ever since last season. Uh, oh, also something that I keep forgetting to talk about. I'm way late on this now, but RIP Vita Blue, man. One of the, the I feel like, more underrated pitchers in the history of baseball. Um, awesome human being. And so, yeah, RIP Vita Blue. That was, that was sad. Okay, well, the Detroit Tigers are absolutely rolling. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. I'll catch you all tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.